Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome into the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. My name is Alfie, and I'll be joining you here to deliver to you another brand new week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we have another star-studded edition of the podcast coming up for you today in just moments we will hear from the lead announcer of the performance racing network doug rice along with super late model driver bubba pollard and then also pro late model driver jojo wilkinson so we'll hear from those great guests coming up here later on here on the southern race week radio podcast we also have your weekend racing recap coming up in just moments but before we get to all of that of course as everyone who are loyal listeners of the Southern Race Week Radio radio show and podcast. No, Atlanta Motor Speedway is the home track for Southern Race Week Radio, and there's a big event coming up on Friday evening at the track. And to talk all about it, let's welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, the director of the Atlanta chapter of the Speedway's Children's Charity here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Kathy Bradley. And Miss Bradley, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast to break down everything's going on at the Speedway's Children's Charities. We appreciate you taking a little bit of time to uh, join us here on the podcast this week. Well, thank you very much, Alfie. I'm really excited to be here, and I'm really excited about our event Friday night. We are doing a Laps for Charity event, which we've done in the past, but we have a little bit of a twist going on. We're calling it Laps for Scarity. So you come out, if you um, make a donation to the charity, you get to go around the track three times for a $60 donation. But if you come in costume, you get an extra lap when you come out to the track and you get to drive your own vehicle on the iconic Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's a really cool, cool experience, uh, fan favorite. And of course, all the proceeds go to help local children in need um, through Speedway Children's Charities. Speaking with the director of the Atlanta chapter of the Speedway Children's Charities, Kathy Bradley, on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio uh, podcast. Now, to get this correct, does it only have to be one person in the car in the costume, or does everybody need to be decked out in a nice costume? We'll take as many people in the car as you have seatbelts, but not everybody has to wear a costume. As much as I'd love everybody to, to get in the spirit of things, um, only one person in the car has to have a costume on. And the event will run from 6 o'clock until 10 o'clock p.m., and we will have the regular laps, which I mentioned, which is general, where you you go in a, a, a group of cars, between 8 and 10 cars at a time following the pace car, for $60. And then we also have a VIP um, special session where for $150, you are out there alone with the pace car in your vehicle. So you have two different options. Perfect. And that's going to be going on Friday, October 27th at Atlanta Motor Speedway this upcoming Friday. Now, uh, Kathy, if there are listeners out there to the podcast in the Atlanta market who do want to come out and participate in this, is there a registration process or how do they go about to uh, participate in the Laps for Charity event? Uh, they can go to www.speedwaycharities.org and go to the Atlanta chapter and register in advance. Or if, you know, they're not quite sure if they want to come and they just want to come out that night, we will take registrations on site as well. Although we pr- the preference is to do it ahead of time, but we'll take you if you come up in, or in costume or not in costume. <laughs> now, I know the Speedway Children's Charities, there's a, a one pretty much every SMI tracks has a charity that, you know, Bristol and Texas and all those tracks. And I know that a lot of the money donated and raised stays in the Atlanta area. So if you participate with this event, all the money stays in the Atlanta area. And tell us a little bit about some of the 
uh, different charities that the Spade Children's Charities helps when they do raise money by doing laps for charity. And then also you guys do also great events during race weekends at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So all the money raised and, and also you do golf tournaments as well. I want to make sure we recognize that as well, but all the money raised, but where, where does, where does this money is distributed to? So what we do, we're more or less a grant giver. So throughout the year, through the events you just talked about, we raise money. And then at the end of the year, we have a grant process where organizations that specifically help children um, submit their grants, and then uh, the Board of Trustees and myself, we go out and actually do site visits, and we interview the different organizations to make sure that the monies that, that we give out are really going to the most deserving organizations. And it, usually looking at those root, grassroots organizations where they're out there in the trenches and every penny that we can give helps them so that they can better help the children. Some of the organizations we've helped are Operation Lunchbox. They provide meals for kids. Um, we've done Gigi's House, a friend's house. Uh, we have a real focus this year on helping children that are victims of sex trafficking. Um, those that are in foster care and homeless children, as well as those that you know are undergoing medical needs and, and need money for medical treatments and things like that. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here. I'm sure we'll have you back on the program as we get closer to our special Atlanta Motor Speedway episode of Southern Race Week Radio. And of course, you always have an open door policy to let us know what's going on. So please, uh, we any kind of events that are coming up that you need to promote, we'd love for you to come on the program to let our Southern Race Week Radio listeners know what's going on with the Speedway's Children's Charities uh, Atlanta chapter uh, anytime as Bradley. So we appreciate you taking the time to join us here. Thank you, Alfie, and thanks so much for your support of Speedway Children's Charities. We certainly appreciate it. And once again, thanks to Kathleen Bradley, the chapter director of the Speedway Children's Charity here at uh, Atlanta for joining us here on the Southern Racing Radio uh, podcast. So thanks so much for her. And once again, don't forget that event is coming up on Friday, 6 to 10 p.m. at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Laps for Charity event. Now, before we get into our great interviews we've got lined up for you here, it's time now for your weekend racing recap as we take a look at all the racing action that took place over the weekend here, uh, only NASCAR was in action this past weekend. The trucks, Xfinity, and Cup Series all raced at Miami Homestead Speedway. So uh, let's take a look at the results of what happened in the uh, Truck Series race at Homestead Miami as Carson Hosever secured his first NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Championship for appearance with a victory on Saturday in the Baptist Health Cancer Care 200 at Homestead Miami Speedway earning all four of his career series wins this season, the trophy Saturday most impactful among them. Hosever put his number 42 Nice Motorsport Chevrolet into the lead with 11 laps remaining and held off the hard-charging Zane Smith by 2.705 seconds to claim the win over last year's series champion, whose runner-up effort was disqualified by NASCAR after a post-race technical inspection found the defending series champion's number 38 Front Row Motorsports Ford used an unapproved windshield support. The DQ moved Thor Racing's Ben Rhodes and the runner-up on the afternoon, helping him to advance to the playoffs final round, prevailing in the tiebreaker in the standings with rookie Nick Sanchez, the pole sitter who finished 17th after making contact with another truck coming to pit road for his final stop. Regular season champion Corey Hine of Tricom Garage, GMS Racing's Grant Enfinger, and Hosever's Nice Motorsports teammate Bailey Curry rounded out the top five at Homestead. Hine, Hosever, Enfinger, and Rhodes will now race for the championship at Phoenix Raceway. That'll be on Friday, November 3rd. The green flag will drop at 10 p.m. Eastern time, and you can catch that race on FS1. And radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which will also be heard on Series XM NASCAR Channel 90. Over to the Xfinity Series, Sam Mayer became the first driver to claim a spot in the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship 4 with a victory at Homestead Miami Speedway on Saturday. 
Mayer, driver in the number one Virginia Motorsports, was ranked sixth in the playoff field entering the race. He held off second-place finisher Riley Herbst in the final laps to earn his fourth win in his last 12 races. Next weekend's race at Martinsville Speedway will determine the final three drivers for the championship, which will take place at Phoenix Raceway on November 4th. Mayer admitted that his confidence wavered entering Saturday's race, having not had luck on an oval before. Mayer led 46 of 200 laps Saturday and bested several other playoff drivers who had issues with their cars. And taking a look at the playoff standings right now in the Xfinity Series, as we mentioned, Sam Mayer was the winner this past weekend. He has an automatic ticket to the championship four. John Hunter Nemechek is second. Cole Custer is third. And Austin Hill is fourth. And then, of course, those those drivers below the cut line right now, Justin Allgaier in fifth, minus three. Sammy Smith in sixth, minus 49. Chandler Smith is seventh, minus 54. And Sheldon Creed is eighth at minus 65 with the elimination race, as we mentioned coming up this weekend at Martinsville Speedway and that race at Martinsville Speedway for the Xfinity Series will be coming up on Saturday October 28th for the Dead on Tools 250 the green flag will drop at 3 p.m. Eastern time you can catch the race on the USA Network radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network which can also be heard on Series XM NASCAR Channel 90 and you can stream the race as well on the NBC Sports app. Over to the Cup Series action and one of the most thrilling NASCAR Cup Series playoff races of the season. Joe Gibbs Racing driver Chris Revelle rallied from a frustrating race start to lead the final 16 laps of Sunday's Forever 400 presented by Mobile One at Homestead Miami Speedway to earn a second straight appearance in the championship four. And with that victory, he has no worries about what's going on at Martinsville. In fact, after the race, he told the media his thoughts going into Martinsville after winning the race this past weekend. Your outlook for the race is completely different. And you're, so if the strategy presents itself an opportunity to flip the stages and get track position, you take it because you're not worried about points. Uh, you, yeah, I mean, if you, those guys have a lot more to race for than what I do now going into Martinsville. So um, the mentality is completely different for them than it is for me. And, and you just have to be aware of that. Bell, who only made his first appearance inside the top five with less than 50 laps remaining, got around a pair of the day's front runners in the final laps to blaze to the lead in the number 20 JGR Toyota and claimed that automatic championship admission ticket. It's the 28-year-old Oklahoma native's second one of the season, sixth of his career, and the first of the season's eight playoff races to date. Bell led fellow playoff driver Team Penske's Ryan Blaney to the homestead checkered flag by 1.651 seconds, just ahead of two more playoff drivers, 2311 Racing's Tyler Reddick and Henrik Motorsports' William Byron. Colleague Racing's A.J. Allmendinger rounded out the top five. And taking a look at the playoff standings right now, the round of eight, Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson, who are number one and two in the field, have already punched their tickets to the championship four race at Phoenix. William Byron is in third position, plus 30 above the cut line. And Ryan Blaney is fourth, plus 10 above the cut line. And these four drivers are currently right now under the cut line. That's number five, Tyler Reddick, minus 10. Martin Truist Jr. is in sixth position, minus 17. Denny Hamlin in seventh, minus 17. And Chris Buescher is in eighth position, minus 43. And of course, four of those drivers will be eliminated and we'll have our championship four drivers battling now for a championship after the race this weekend in Martinsville. And of course, that'll be the Xfinity 500 and that'll be on Sunday, October 29th. The green flag will drop at 2 p.m. Eastern time and you can catch the race on the big NBC and radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And you can stream the action as well on the NBC Sports app. 
Over to the NHRA series, we have a couple of events left on the schedule for the 2023 season. And if you want to take a look at the current point standings right now in each classification of the NHRA series, just head on over to NHRA.com. And coming up this week, the NHRA Nevada Nationals will take place from Las Vegas, Nevada. That'll be October 26th through the 29th. And there you go. That is your weekend racing recap for you here on the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. This is Alan Gavano. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southeast. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as the Performance Racing Network just wrapped up their coverage of NASCAR for 2023 this past weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And one of the many voices you hear during PRN's coverage of NASCAR is the lead voice. Joining us right now, he is the man. He is the friend of the show. We're always enjoyed and, and honored to have him join us here on Southern Racing Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Doug Rice! Woo! Mr. Rice, as always, we appreciate it when you take the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. I'm doing great. Just got back from Vegas and uh, the PRN crew's down for the year. And I just mentioned that, Doug, and you just reiterated it right there. Uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway was the last broadcast of NASCAR racing for you guys in 2023. But for many of our listeners out there who might not know a lot of the behind the scenes of what goes on, uh, you guys sometimes do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff on Instagram and Facebook and all your social media handles as well. And I've had the great pleasure of seeing you guys work and seeing a lot of the behind the scenes of what goes on to to put on a broadcast, but maybe for some of our listeners out there who might, who might not realize how much work goes into preparing and broadcasting a NASCAR Cup Series race on PRN, can you give our listeners a little bit of the behind the curtain of what it takes to put together a broadcast uh, for you guys on the Performance Racing Network? Alfred, I think the biggest thing that would surprise people is it takes a lot of people. We travel 14 to 15 people. Uh, 12 of them directly involved with the broadcast. Uh, at a minimum, we have eight voices on the air on a weekend, three engineers, a producer that directs everything, Larbeth Barnhart, three engineers led by Harold Hamrick, three to four pit reporters, two turn announcers at some place like the Roval or Coda, five turn announcers. It's a lot of people because the geography of covering a race is big. You do a football game, it's a hundred yards. Basketball game, it's a gym. Baseball, it's restricted to the baseball field. With us, we're literally covering miles of territory. So it takes a lot of people, a lot of coordinate coordination to make all that work. And, and not only that, you guys have a great relationship with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Network as well, Doug, because when you guys broadcast from the Brickyard, it's not necessarily a PRN broadcast. It is a PRN broadcast because you have some of your crew there, but it's also a relationship you have with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Network. And they also help you out as well on some of the road course races. They were a part of the Roval coverage as well. So you can tell us a little bit about that relationship you have with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network. Well, that started several years ago. I used to work uh, on and off with them back when back in the uh, east, the, the late 90s. I did a lot of shows with them. 
and we established a rapport and some of our folks go up and work the brickyard and when need be some of their folks like Nick Yeoman, Mark James, Michael Young come and help us on tracks that need more announcers. So it's a it's a one hand washes the other relationship, but it works really well. And I love those shows. I love working with other people and seeing how the sound blends together. And Kyle Larson, who was the winner of Las Vegas Motor Speedway race this past week and has punched his ticket to the championship four event at uh, Phoenix. But he had quite a week last week, Doug. And not only did he have the win at Las Vegas, he started the week winning his own high limit sprint car uh, championship series. He won that, which is the inaugural year for that. He was at Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the uh, IndyCar kind of orientation program they do to kind of prepare him for the Indianapolis 500. And then he went on and won the race uh, this past Sunday because he's preparing to do the double next year, which is the Indy 500 and the uh, Coke 600. Now, we know how difficult that is as a driver, but you had the opportunity a few years ago, Doug, to do some announcing. You did pit road reporting for the Indianapolis 500 for the Indy Radio Network. And then you were over at the Coke 600 to uh, broadcast there for the, um, the for the Performance Racing Network. As a driver, we know it's difficult to do the double. But for you as a broadcaster, what was that experience like for you doing the double? It, it was awesome. Uh, I worked pit road. I covered the first two stops of Elio Castroneves. And then I didn't want to take away one of the Primo guy spots because Shell sponsored the thing and they were sponsoring Elio at the time. So I went down to the entrance of pit road where all the drivers are that nobody's ever heard of. I'm just being honest. But the last one I got was Juan Pablo Montoya. Well, he went on to win the doggone thing. So I was in the winner's pits. That was cool. Then they hustled us off, put us on a plane. Flew us to Concord, then helicopters over the speedway. Uh, it was a remarkable day. It was a day I will never forget as a broadcaster and as a human. And to this day, and I'm bragging right now, as of this day that you and I are talking, I am the only broadcaster to ever broadcast live from both the Indianapolis 500 and the Coke 600. There are a lot of people that have covered it, but I was at both events and I'm I'm kind of proud of that. I won't lie. You should be. That's, that's something that not, as like you said, the only broadcaster to do it. That's quite a feather uh, in your calf, sir. Uh, speaking with Doug Rice of the Performance Racing Network on this week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio, as we get set uh, for the championship four race and the end of the season, I'm kind of looking ahead to next year, Doug. I know the NASCAR schedule has come out. And for Southern Race Week Radio, our home racetrack, of course, is Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is a track you're very familiar with because PRN is out there uh, broadcasting. And our dates have changed, Doug. We got the second race of the season, the first race after Daytona, and then the first race to kick off the playoffs uh, next year. Uh, your thoughts on these uh, rate dates for Atlanta next year, which seems to be, if you look at the schedule, to be the first race after Daytona and then the first race in the playoffs, kind of the two uh, premier spots in the schedule, I believe. I, I think they're great spots. And I know there are people, oh, you're going to Atlanta and it's February. Yeah, it'll be 70. Yes, we've gone down there before and it's been cold and snowy a couple of times. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Uh, I live in North Carolina. I've not seen the snowflake where I live in three years. So I, I, I don't think the weather's going to be a factor. 
I think you get some benefit by being hot off Daytona, which always generates a lot of heat. And then when you kick off the playoffs, I think that's a win-win for Atlanta Motor Speedway. Now, do you think the race in the last few years with the change in the bankings, the reconfiguration of the track, and, and the, obviously the new pavement that's been put on has put on some great racing for Atlanta. Do you think the reasoning for these dates being moved to these premier spots is because of the increased excitement of the racing at the track over the last few years? Well, I would hope so, Alfred, because I, I feel like the shows since they've reconfigured Atlanta have been exceptional. I mean, not just good, exceptional. So I've, I've really been tickled by what we've been able to watch there and witness there. And it, I hope that was a factor in deciding what we were going to do. Now, as you've had the opportunity to look over the schedule for next year, is what, what really jumps out at you is saying, you know what, I'm really glad this is going on. I'm glad we're trying this or maybe going back to this. Is, is there anything that really jumps out at you? I, I, I don't think anything, you know, leaps off the page at me. I was a little bit of a head scratcher that we're going to Iowa. I was hoping we would go to Montreal and run on the road course there. Apparently that just didn't work out. So we're going to go to Iowa and that should be a good show. But I know I, I I don't think in total that there's a big difference between the schedule from 2023 to 24. And uh, finally, Doug, we have a, a couple of minutes left with you here. So I just want to go ahead and get your prediction. We're going to Phoenix. We already know Kyle Larson's in by the time that this will be available as a podcast. Who knows who might win at Miami Homestead and punch their ticket. But is there anyone out there that you feel is the favorite? Do you think Carl Larson is the favorite? Because a lot of people are saying that even last year when um, when Joey Logano won it, even in the year that Kyle Larson won the championship, they both won the races at Vegas, gives themselves a couple of weeks to prepare themselves for Phoenix. Do you feel that that's going to continue here with Kyle Larson? Absolutely, Alfred. I, I just think that the advantage of being able to basically take two weeks off and get ready to go race at Phoenix is a huge advantage. Nobody has that. He doesn't have to worry about running simulations for Martinsville or – Miami Homestead, they can go run at, they, they can, everything they do can be about running at, at Phoenix. And that's a huge advantage. Now, even though NASCAR coverage is over for you guys, as far as races go, Performance Race Network will continue doing a lot of great NASCAR content over the off season. Of course, you guys have fast talk uh, with yourself, Alexa Erickson, Brad Gilley and a, a sworn of great special co-hosts that come on Garage Pass with Mark Garrow and also the pit reporters and all of that. Uh, so a lot of great content that will be going on even during the offseason. So for some of our, our, for our listeners out there who want to continue to be updated with NASCAR during the offseason, uh, where can they go to get all the latest information from the Performance Racing Network? For PRN, it's at PRN Live. We also have a YouTube channel, which is at PRN Live. For me, I'm at Riceman61, and we keep pumping out content 52 weeks, uh, 365. So there, there's always something there. Hey, everyone. It's Jeb Burton, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans. Welcome to this edition of Southern Race Week. As always, every single week here on the show, we get you up to speed on everything you need to know. And anytime somebody's trying to... Bring something new to the table in the racing world. We'd like to get you up to speed on it. And none other than the man, the myth, the legend. He is the short track king from Georgia, but makes it happen all across the United States. I don't care where you put him. If it's got four wheels and it goes real fast, he will win. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, Bubba Bollard. Bubba, welcome to the show, sir. I appreciate you having me on today. Man, I'm just glad I can yell again and say your name like that, you know? Yeah, it sounds like you're getting a little better there. Yeah, it is. It's getting a little bit better. It's getting a little bit better. Well, listen, uh, Bubba, first and foremost, you and I have been buddies and friends since you were probably in middle school. <laughs> well, it's been a long time now. It just shows you how old we're getting. Exactly, exactly. And uh, congratulations. I believe it's nine years you've been happily married. You've had some great successes and everything else on the racing circuit. And now you're trying to take my job away. You have started a podcast, brother. Congratulations. Well, yeah, we, um, we've been talking about it for a while just to get some fans engaged at what's going on in short track racing and, uh, really what, um, what really goes on, uh, that what people don't know about. So if we can give them some information, fill them in about what's going on day to day stuff and, um, at the racetrack on the weekends and, the ins and outs, uh, give them a different perspective of, of, of things, uh, in short track world. So we're going to do that. We're going to, uh, talk some crap, stir some mess up and, um, and, and see who gets mad. We're even going to have some haters on there, the fans and, uh, spotters and who knows who else along the way. So we're excited about it. I think we're going to release it here pretty soon. It's BSing with Bubba. So everyone get online, check it out and, um, let's see what we got to talk about. BSing with Bubba. That's what we're talking about here with Bubba Pollard. Now, Bubba, you know, the myth is that everybody thinks that people that own short tracks, whether they're dirt or asphalt or whatever else, just make millions of dollars. And is that one of the topics that you're going to cover on BSing with Bubba on your podcast? Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, you know. Um, and one of them is, you know, they think racetracks are, are scamming and making plenty of money and things like that when uh, we're, <laughs> most of the time we're just lucky to keep the doors open. So, and, and it's a lot of work, you know. People don't, don't realize, you know, picking up trash and, you know, getting all the logistics and just everything ready to go, how much it – how much it, how much time it takes, uh, along with other work and trying to race too and make everyone happy and um, you know and just as far as getting track prep, you know uh, the, the keys are in the water truck any day of the week and if they want to come over there and try. So um, just uh, we're gonna have some fun with it. We're gonna we're gonna talk to a lot of different people, um, some musicians um, that we've met in Nashville uh, and and a lot of just. Who, who, who knows? Uh, we're going to see where it goes, have some fun, and uh, show you clips of what I've done uh, in the past and, and, you know, what we got planned for the future. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll have some fun with it. Well, you know, Bubba, uh, <clears throat> I know I don't know a whole lot about racing, but I would love to be a guest on your show so I can really just, you know, because our radio show goes out to broadcast stations. And I can't say some of the things that you can say on a podcast exclusively. So I would love to come on your show and really break down the BS and the whatever else uh, that I've seen over the years. But you've seen the highlights, the lowlights, and the, the perils and pitfalls 
of great tracks that have been ran. So is that the kind of thing you're going to bring to the show with BS with Bubba on your podcast? Yeah, we're on um, just try to get new um, new fans to short track racing, and you know with the, with the way things are today um, in the world, people are inter- interacted and interested in different things. So we're going to tell the, in, the ins and outs of uh, ownership of racetracks, uh, behind the scenes of drivers during the week. Uh, like this week, we had you know incidents of uh, people getting uh, fined and fights on the racetrack, and um, we're going we're going to tell them about the uh, the engine builders that get fined and they're cheating out there. We're going we're going to tell them a little bit of everything. Uh, we're going to ride in some packer cars. We're going to get some drivers on there that necessarily don't like each other, and um, you know, let's see where it goes. Uh, we're just going to you know all these keyboard warriors get on there, and that's why I want to do the podcast. You, you, you can be yourself. Um, you know, I, well, I want to be respectful and, and watch what I say, but at the same time, um, we're going to tell it like it is. Uh, we're not going to sugarcoat anything, and um, we're going to – you think it's us crying or, or telling the truth, we're just going to let, let them have it. So, uh, we'll see. If somebody wants to find out more about you and about the podcast, where do we need to send them to, brother? Just go online, check us out, BubbaPollard.com, BubbaPollard26 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, BubbaPollard Racing on Facebook. Um, but, yeah, just get on there. There's a link to our BSM and Bubba. We're going to be on um, all sorts of um, chains out there that that you can watch and listen to. So uh, we're going we're gonna to do some live shows here in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to try to do uh, one or two a month, or more than that, I hope, but went to a week so uh, we'll see uh, how it goes and have fun everyone get on there and check it out we also got some t-shirts and stuff and i tell you what while i'm on here we got uh, everyone check out sonora raceway 1969 here in just a few weeks we got the feast state classic uh we'll be doing some podcasts live from sonora raceway have some dirt drivers there uh big feast state classic three-day event thursday um november 9th through the Saturday, uh, November 11th. So uh, we're excited about that. 54,000 to win. And a lot of big name dirt racers that are coming. Uh, Jonathan Davenport, Ricky Thornton, uh, Bobby Pierce. So uh, everyone uh, south side of Atlanta, north side of Atlanta, come camp out. We've got plenty of camping. Uh, it'll be a good time. Got live music, live band on fr- uh, Thursday and Friday night. Uh, so uh, everyone come check us out. This is Mason Massey. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line. It's been a while since we talked to this great friend of the show. Always honored and privileged to have her joining us here and carving out some time to let us know what's been going on with her here in 2023 and what's on her the horizon for her. Ladies and gentlemen, short track driver extraordinaire from the great state of Alabama. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss JoJo Wilkinson. Miss Wilkinson, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm always happy to be on the show whenever I get the chance. 
Well, we really appreciate you, and I know it's been a while. I don't, I don't think we've talked to you this year in 2023, but we've been following you on your social media, on your Facebook and Twitter, and trying to keep up with what's going on with you. You've been doing a lot of racing here in 2023, and a lot of personal things have been going on in your life as well. But here in 2023, uh, tell us a little bit about your thoughts of, of the year and all the races that you've done, and, and tell us a little bit about maybe some of the highlights uh, of your year so far. So I've, I think we've had a pretty good 2023 race season, um, especially for what last year brought to the table. Um, pretty much anything could beat that in my books. But no, we've been running good. Augie Grill has been a lot of help, kind of teaching me and coaching me a little bit. And he's been more hands-on, like a crew chief type deal. But I'm very thankful for what this year has brought me. It's actually brought my family closer together as well. I mean, I guess it's been okay. I do wish that we could have ran a little bit better, of course, or maybe gotten a win this year, but I'm taking the good and just rolling with it. Now, another interesting thing about the Wilkinson family is your dad was a big racer back in the day. I don't know if he's been racing that much over the last few years, but apparently he's gotten back behind the wheel of the car. He's been out there doing some racing of his own. So for you personally, what's that like for you to see your dad back out of there on the track and and, and racing some more this year. You know, at the beginning of it, whenever he told me that he was going to start racing again, I kind of didn't like it. Um, I didn't want to take away from my career because he's all I've got. And um, I'm kind of pursuing it as a career thing. And he's kind of pursuing it as just a hobby, go and have fun like he used to back in the day. Um, but looking back on it and realizing now, like, it just brings a lot of enjoyment for the both of us. I love watching him and learning from him pretty much like a coach to me as well as a father. So um, it's fun watching him do the things that he used to do back in the day. And being back in victory lane with him at Montgomery was uh, really fun. And I hope that he continues. Now, you just kind of mentioned that uh, you're going to be doing this full time. Now, the last time we talked, you were at school doing the college thing. And I think you were still trying to decide your future path, whether you're going to stick with going to school and doing racing as kind of a part time thing or 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 going in all in with racing. And before we went on the air and you kind of mentioned it just a minute ago that you're pretty much going to make racing your full time career. Uh, when did you finally decide that, you know what, maybe school wasn't what I wanted to do and. I really want to focus and, and dedicate my time to improving my craft of, of racing and, and getting out there and visiting other tracks and, and making a name for yourself. So I am a true believer in like mental health and like doing things that make you happy and stepping back from things that you don't really enjoy. And it was kind of more of me going to college because everybody else was doing it. Nobody else is racing. So I wanted to follow my friends and go to college that life was about. And within two days, I realized this is not for me. I hate this. I don't like doing it. And it wasn't really the school part. I'm very smart, like whenever it comes to school, and I actually enjoy learning new things. But it took the racing out of me, and I was depressed and mentally not stable. So I had to take a look on things and realize, like, do what you want and do what makes you happy. So I decided to step back and pursue my own thing. And um, I'm really happy with that decision, and I'm glad that I did it for sure. 
Speaking with short track driver JoJo Wilkinson on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And, and JoJo, I know you've been racing all year long, but I know for you, one of the biggest events on the calendar is coming up for you later on this year at Five Flags Speedway with the annual Snowball Derby event. I know this is for a lot of short track drivers outside of yourself, one of the biggest events of the year. I mean, it brings everyone from the world of even NASCAR Cup Series drivers. Uh, in fact, I think Bubba Wallace is even talking about uh, – partaking in this year's annual snowball derby so tell us a bit about the snowball derby how you're preparing yourself and what your goals and what you look forward to to accomplishing uh, when you head to five flag speedway in december for this great event um i'm excited for it um it's kind of a mixed emotion type deal the past two years we didn't make the show unfortunately um that's not from not trying hard and me being prepared or my team being prepared, we just had bad luck. Like, I know last year or two years ago, we had a flat in qualifying. Um, and then last year, the car was just not where it normally is. Um, but I'm excited for this year because we've had to work our asses off this year to try to get money and sponsorship. And right now, I think racing is like a money game and we've lacked on that side we work just as hard as everyone else and um we have the passion to go out and win but without the money you cannot go out and win it don't matter how hard you try how many people you've got how many people you have behind you it matters if you have money or not if you can go out and buy a ride so we have to work 10 times harder to even get those top 10, top five finishes because we just don't have the money and the equipment that all of these younger kids have. And they just came up with it this past year. So I'm really focusing on me being 110%, my car being there, my crew being there, and no negativity within the Snowball Derby week um, or even now leading up to it. We're going to be positive and know that we worked our asses off and um, if we don't make the show I know that it's not because we didn't work hard for it. Now Jojo if our listeners out there want to follow along with your progress keeps what's going on with your racing career or maybe there's a, a sponsor out there who wants to be a part of your team and, and sponsor you and help you out with that financially where can we steer them to to get information and, and get in touch with you guys? So we post strictly racing stuff and like updates on um, the racing side of things on Facebook, which is just Joe Lynn, Jojo Wilkinson. And then my Instagram is kind of more of like behind the scenes, what I do in my day-to-day -day life um, and racing stuff, of course, but um, that's Joe Wilkinson. Um, I would love if y'all would follow me and stay up to date with what's going on and maybe have some exciting news for next season. Well, Jojo, we're always excited to have you on the program and updating us on what's going on with you. And when you do have some great news for 2024, hopefully you can come on the program and update our listeners about what's been going on with you. So once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Jojo, good luck to you in the rest of the year and especially at Five Flag Speedway for the Snowball Derby. And hopefully we'll have you back on the program as a snowball, win uh, snowball derby winning driver. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. Hey, it's Austin Hill, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
Alright, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. As we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Thanks to Doug Rice of the Performance Racing Network, along with short track driver Bubba Pollard and also short track driver JoJo Wilkinson. So thanks to those great guests for coming on the program this week here and discussing racing with us here on Southern Race Week Radio. And if you want to listen back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio or any of our past episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, just check out the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And this weekend's episode will be available for you Monday as a podcast at one of those great podcast locations. So search us out, download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And then also don't forget about our social media locations for you as well, where we deliver to you the latest in racing news and information 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our Facebook page and our Twitter page as well. So like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And also don't forget about our email address, Always enjoy reading our loyal fan and listeners' emails when they send it to us. We enjoy your comments, your opinions, and your thoughts. So send us an email anytime, especially if you're a driver out there who maybe wants to come on Southern Race Week Radio and gain a little bit of exposure about your driving careers. We would really love to have you on the program anytime. So please, once again, reach out to us at srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. And once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and hopefully you get yourself out and your family out to a race locally and somewhere in your area. So take care. We'll talk to you again next week right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.